Hello and welcome to Pull the Open, a Doctor Who podcast brought to you by the Grand Geek Gathering. Today we are discussing Series 11, Episode 6, Demons of the Punjab, written by Vinay Patel and directed by Jamie Childs. The first uh, Jamie Whitaker episode not written or co-written by Chris Chibnall, which is weird because it seemed very Chibnally to me. Anyways, joining me today are Renee Thielman, Etsy Craft Goddess, and Tyler Mumford, Doctor Who Uber fan and longtime enthusiast. Say hello. 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 Hi. Uh, yes, and I think I want to open with you guys because I've been reading a lot of uh, stuff online and people seem to like this episode a lot more than I did, including you guys. So, you know, before we get into the deep pungent stew of fan toxic fanboy hatred, let's 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 hear what was good about Demons of the Punjab. Uh -huh. Kyle, you want to start us off? You could barely contain yourself. Oh. I oh yeah okay well obviously one of the things I love is uh, this story arc in like you know this moment in history and how they like you know brought it to life and how it felt like you it really felt like immersive like you're actually in that historic event um, I I thought it was like frightening terrible like they they mounted it like you know the tension all the way up to like raw emotion right up to the very end of the story I mean. Even if we knew it was going to happen, it was like it dragged it on to the very end. It's like, let me just cry. I just, I just want to, like, you know, let the tears come out. But it didn't. <laughs> it just kept on going to the very end when you like knew it was going to hit what was going to happen, and it, it just, yeah, it kicked me in the feels big time. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Oh, Renee, I hope I didn't cut you off there. No, you're uh, fine. Awesome. Tell us what you thought, Renee. Um, I really liked it. Also, I actually cried. Um, oh, wow. but you know, that's neither here nor there. I, um, also wanted to point out that I thought the soundtrack was awesome. Um, the music yeah, was, a lot really, of it was. Yeah. really well done, um, today. And there was some really great one-liners. Um, I, there was just a lot of things that I liked about it. Um, the family stuff, the, how they, um, used such a terrible point in history, yeah. but made it, you know, uh, not okay, but they showed a different side of it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. In, it's interesting their approach to historicals. Like the, I'm afraid we're going to have to go old new who and new new who. Old new who seemed to take historical figures and throw them in a sci-fi plot. Classic Doctor Who would just do straight historicals. Uh, they seem to be doing their own thing, which is they'll do actual important historical events with a little sci-fi twist. Like they did that with Rosa, and they also did that here. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm not as high on this episode as you guys were. Part of it was like I, I thought there's a real danger with doing historical, especially like like how should I put it, moments of such awful tragedy that you know the doctor cannot get involved without sort of cheapening the tragedy. With Rosa, at least how should I put it, they integrated it into the story that she couldn't get involved even though she wanted to. But yeah. it's the second historical thing in the in a, in in a row where like. The TARDIS crew basically just has to stand there and look sad, which, you know, uh, I, I hope, I hope. And plus, we, we've had a remarkably passive doctor. Like, uh, I'm wondering if the Saranga Karandram will actually improve with time just because it seems to be one of the few ones where the doctor really got to save the day. Usually, she just sort of gets something wrong and she just sort of moves on, you know. And uh, and this is another one where, like, like they don't let the doctor be heroic, which is starting to bug me. But I don't know. That could be my own my own little hangups. What do you think? Well, I mean, it did harken back to like the Hartnell era. I mean, mm -hmm. it actually reminded me more and more of like the um, 
that scene in Unearthly Child when Doctor was basically walking through amongst cavemen and he said, "We're not going to get involved. This isn't our, you know, this yeah. isn't our, um, this isn't. Any, we don't have anything to do with this. We just need to like observe and walk away." I mean, it, it's going back to that era um, yeah. more, more. I mean, you know, like in the Aztecs um, that you brought oh, up, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we realize you can't change that part of history. It's it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And I, I think it's, you know, it's significant that they're bringing back that, like, you know, that raw feeling that history is history. And, you know, even though you can travel through different points of it, it's still going to happen the way it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, the closest for me is fires of Pompeii, but even then, how should I put it? There was a fight over what to do. I, I think part of what's starting to get on my nerves is I love the TARDIS team, but I, I want them to fight a bunch. We've had big ensembles before, and I think they've worked out better. The, the classic Doctor, you know, was, was I think worked pretty well with Ian Barber, Susan, and William, or sorry, the first Doctor, and even the Peter Davidson one where it was, what, Nissa, Tiggin, and Adric. There was interesting dynamics there because they didn't always agree on stuff. And it seems like whenever this show, they have to decide between making them nice and making them interesting they always decide to make them nice i don't know is this just me um i think that they might be playing it safe because um with a new doctor a new female doctor a whole new team a new creative team involved it's everything is new and they're trying to keep it simple and safe for the new people to encourage more people to watch it i think i guess what do you think tyler well, I, it's funny you brought up, uh, you know, the earlier TARDIS crew, the Peter Davison era TARDIS crew, yeah. because that crew was dysfunctional from the start. I, yeah, I, mean, but I you, love you that. Had, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you had characters like Tegan who just did whatever the hell she wanted to do. You had yeah. um, Adric who didn't always agree with the Doctor, and he made it clear when he didn't agree with the Doctor. Yes. Um, I mean, some of the, like, you know, better adventures occur because – they they did absolutely what they weren't supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, you think of episodes like Snake Dance uh, from like you know, <laughs> classic Peter Davison era, yeah. and it basically happened because Tegan screwed around with like you know an ancient snake curse. So, it, it to me it seems like yeah you're you're right they are playing it too safe. Yeah, and maybe we should start seeing some of their dynamics start to, you know, uh, cause like you know a little bit of discourse and maybe. Yeah you know, start to like be part of the problem. But yeah. if they do that, the pro then you might actually start having the issue with new who that I always had, which is when companions started becoming the, like the crux of the whole story, they became like the, you know, the, the uh, chrysalis of the entire like event, uh, like it started revolving around them. And I think that's probably like, you know, the, tightrope that they're walking right now is that they don't want to have companions who, you know, suddenly are in the forefront and, you know, all too important, but at the same time, they don't want them to become, you know, backdrop. Yeah. And this episode, you know, um, what's his name? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Ryan. No, wait. Yes, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> well, there's Ryan Graham. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan was basically just window dressing i mean it was almost as though he yeah. could have stayed home um he, think, he was the yaz of this episode yeah exactly. 
Yeah, I know, and it's funny because we got to see the Graham, the the, the Graham being very kindly and paternal scene that we usually get, but with Yaz instead of Ryan. Yeah. You said yeah. you cried. You said you cried during it, and that was the part where I cried when Graham is just sitting here and he knows he's going to die. Yeah. Oh, it, that was the best. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. was the part that actually caught me right. In, I, I'm like. I, you know, it was just dust in my eye. That's all there was. It was just yeah. dust in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom and I were watching it together, and, and that was oh. one of those scenes where it when it was happening, we were like, oh, God. Oh, God. He knows. He knows. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah so, exactly. So terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, God, you both made great points, and I want to sort of talk to them both. But, I mean, this, this almost had to be a Yaz episode, and I wish they leaned into it more because, like, it's her trying to dig out her grandmother's secrets, which should be emotional. And like, she finds out there was this mysterious missing first Hindi husband. And yeah. I never got a sense that that like hit her real hard. It was very weird that as great as that Graham Yass scene was, it was more about she didn't recognize who her grandma was 50 years ago, as opposed to the whole thing of like, she lied to me and there was this whole other, there was this whole other husband that she'd been hiding from me. And, and I kind of wanted her to like, try to do something about it. Like, like, you know, I know they say don't change, but you know, come on characters, you know, Tardis crew going to Tardis. They're going to get involved. Like I kept, <laughs> plus she had like such a good reason to try to stop the wedding, even though Prem's a nice guy. She knows the Prem, she doesn't know that he's going to die, but she knows the Prem marriage isn't going to last. Like, you know, you'd think she'd at least try to save Umbreen some heartache, but she just kind of, goes along with it. Like, I, I really wanted her to go full Father's Day and, like, try to get involved and try to stop it, you know? I wonder if maybe that's why she didn't um, push too hard because she she did know that something was going to happen. So in the back of her head, she was like, okay, um, she's going to marry this guy. I don't know him. He's not a part of our family history. So mm -hmm. he can't stick around for very long. So why ruin something that's obviously so important to her um, her grandma. I guess, but she'd had to know it didn't end well. I mean, she might yeah. not have known it was going to end as badly as it ended, but you know, it's, it's sort of like if you could go back in time and your best friend is dating that, that guy or that gal that you know is a disaster, do you say anything? And that didn't even seem to come up, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the other, the other phrase I like is playing it safe. That's probably why this is needling more than a lot of fanboys. Cause the thing I always loved about Doctor Who is they would always do the craziest stuff. Like, you know, when Doctor Who failed, it failed because it tried something insane. I just watched Love and Monsters and it's not good, but God, I love that they tried. You know, I love that they tried something that crazy. I don't think you get Midnight or Blink unless you're willing to try to, unless you're okay with making a, a Love and Monsters. And this one, they always sort of play it straight down the middle. They never really take chances with their characters. And so, yeah, we're not going to get a Love and Monsters, but we're also not going to get a Blink or a Midnight or a Caves of Androzani. And, and that does worry me. I think that, I mean, for me, I I always love, like, the historical ones. Um, one of my first classic hoes was um, actually the Aztec one. And oh, I remember wow. thinking um, that I was like, wow. I didn't realize that they all had English accents in, in the Aztec, <laughs> um, you know, society. But, um, but I, I like the historical ones. And I actually really like that so far we've hit on two extremely important parts of our history as 
a world, um, you know, the partition and oh, civil yeah. rights in the U.S. I, I like that yeah. they're going so deep and not um, just going in. They could go anywhere in history. It could be anything. Yeah. But they're really picking po- points in our world's history that are horrible. And I kind of like that. That they're pushing I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, look at um, going back again the Hartnell era. I mean, Hartnell, it, we're still going in like you know the Hartnell like um, grain of thought here. I mean, think about uh, episodes like Marco Polo, where yeah. it happened, but they tried hard not to change anything. You were just passively watching history, and I think that's what they're doing. But you know, one of the things about old Who that you got to remember is like it was frightfully English. <laughs> it was yes. so English. And they were very English Aztecs, I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aztecs. They were very English cavemen. They were very <laughs> This human <laughs> sacrifice is just not on. <laughs> it's so, so it, I mean it's it's great now that like, you know, it's like it's gone full circle and now we can go back to doing historic observation, but at the same time, it's global and it really is global this time. Yeah. You well, know, that's actually an excellent rebuttal. These are two periods of time that I don't think any past era of Doctor Who would have had the the guts to go into. So I I should give credit where credit's due. Yeah, it's I, and so unobjectively, like you know, then you know, I mean, look at I mean, we want to talk history that um, didn't work on Doctor Who. Talents of Wen Chiang. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, that was just so frightfully English, like you know, inside and out. Yeah. So now you see... Even you know, some of the Asian characters were English. Yeah, exactly. Ouch. You said it, I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I approve, I'm just saying it happened. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, the, the opium of the English... Yeah, I mean, come yeah. on, it was, like, it was terrible, it was so insensitive. I mean, now it's like, it goes with a fresher sense of sensitivity and understanding of, like, looking at it from a global view, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tr- there's always really good scenes and like really good. So I just wish it cohered both on a character and a story level. Like, like I'm not sure. Like I saw glimmers of how Yaz's relationship with her nan had changed, but it mm-hmm. never really crystallized for me. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Do you do you, like what do you think this story meant to Yaz? Like, how did it change her relationship with her with her grandma, or did it? I don't think it changed it. I just think it gave more of an understanding to it. Yeah, okay. it just solidified it. I mean, she, on some level, she knew because she kept calling her her favorite granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was weird. It, it it appears the grandmother forgot that like Yaz's new best friend officiated her secret first wedding. But I don't yeah. know. I guess that's a timey wimey thing. Yeah, because it kind of happened after, but then before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 you're giving me a headache. But... <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I will do that. I'll buy that. Well, I will do but, that. I mean, the other very chibnally thing is we had a big bad that turned out to be not that bad. Um, I don't know. What did you think of the, and I'm looking them up now, the Thajarians or the Thajarians? I couldn't tell. Yeah. Um. I mean, they they were done incredibly well. They were. Oh, they looked great, absolutely. Yeah. They they were a really cool alien race. I, I think that the design was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as like Doctor Who monster designs, this is probably one of the best looking monsters. I mean, I look back at the um, 
monsters from this from the season opener and i thought yeah these actually are incredibly cool monsters that i would love to see again oh can yeah. i say something okay yes, so yes. the first monster we saw had a bajillion teeth and then this monster had a bajillion eyeballs yeah <laughs> oh yeah why does everything have to have extras more is more the, the season finale will be the the many fingered aliens of right. second That's what, planet. I was like, what else can they have <laughs> i know yeah uh I mean, I, the design was amazing. I, I was a little... Well, the big twist was that the assassins weren't assassins, which might have felt bigger if I hadn't just learned they were assassins 10 minutes ago. It just kind of... Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. If it had been something that we already knew. Yeah. Yeah, I would have loved it. It was like the Ice Warriors, the Santarans. I mean, I know I'm being total fanboy here, but if it was an alien race that we knew loved conquering people that had like learned the error of their ways, I, th I think that would have landed a lot better the character design might not have looked as good but it would have it would have meant something you know like to see that like the Santarans are now like trying to make amends or something like that that would have been that would have been interesting to see yeah but at the same time i do think that like they were an, an interesting unique and and you know i i like the idea that they keep like creating new monsters i mean if, yeah. we, if they didn't we wouldn't have the silence we wouldn't have ever gotten the um, the Weeping Angels. I, I think, you know, <laughs> generating new monsters is a great idea. Of course, yeah. you know, we got loving monsters too, but, you know, <laughs> we, we get we get good monsters when they create, you keep generating ideas. Yeah. I think, though, if we if it had been like the Suntarans or, or anything like that, you would have gotten just as much backlash for changing um, the big story of, of something that we know really well. Oh, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I just want them to take risks. Like, that would have been a really cool risk to take. But, you know, it's Monday morning quarterbacking, easiest sport in the world, you know? <laughs> uh, I sort of, I mean, this only occurred to me afterwards, but so when you die and there's no one there to mourn you, these huge demon-like things appear over you, which is probably not as reassuring as they think it is. But uh, I don't know. We'll do it with the second. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that want that to be my last thing to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A couple oh, of the things that bothered me was um, the holy man, when he died, um, how did nobody notice that he was shot? Because those oh, guns yeah. that they had, they didn't leave teeny tiny holes. He would have had like a gut wound or something like that yeah. and been bleeding. He was shot. By like yeah. a 1940s, like military Archer. rifle. Yeah, yeah I, I guess the sonic screwdriver doesn't pick up gunshot wounds or bullets. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is her sonic screwdriver sucks. It literally breaks every single episode. You know something? <laughs> Did you try to turn it off and back on again? That. I got mixed emotions about that. Yeah. Um, because first off, ever since. Ever since Jody started using the um, sonic screwdriver, I've started doing like these wild flourishing movements with my hand every time I open my car door now. <laughs> because she keeps doing this, it like you know, I'm like, st stop over flourishing with the sonic screwdriver. Number one, yeah. number two, I don't want new new who to act like new who, where the sonic screwdriver becomes a curmudgeon and like solves everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I like the fact that sometimes it does break, and you know maybe the doctor has to like actually get in there with their, with um, hands and like work the problem out. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I don't want the sonic screwdriver to become the sonic screwdriver like it was in you know Matt Smith's sonic screwdriver, which yeah. was much like Inspector Gadget. Well, that's why I really liked that she um, 
she made this whole like science set with all oh, these burbling yeah. things and she used the screwdriver to read it. But yes. she made this whole dude and dad, you know, she asked for all these weird things. That's how I feel like it's supposed to be used. She does this whole big hands-on thing and then uses it to do the part that, you know, her brain can't. Yeah, I, I love the new screwdriver too because like she'll scan something and then she'll look at her screwdriver, which is a little thing. But it always drove me crazy when, like, especially Matt Smith, a little bit David Tennant, they just wave it in the air and then they know everything. Like, what were they psychically connected right, like it's to the screwdriver? Their brain. Yeah. yeah, this one she actually has to read it, which I think is a is a very smart touch. Yeah, I don't want it to be the MacGuffin that solves every single thing in every single episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've been good about like like taking it away from her a bunch, but yeah, it's sort of weird. Like they want her to have it, but they don't want her to have it. You know? Yeah. How about just make her not use it as much. You don't have to break it every five seconds. Just yeah. put it away. Well, it's essentially a tricorder and a lockpick, which is fine. You know, I mean, I don't, you know, I want it to scan things and open things. And as long as that's it, I'm cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost the theatrical, her arm waves, right? Like it's almost yeah. like, you know, when you see somebody, um, especially like a young person on in a play or something and they're Everything's yeah. so over-exaggerated. Um, yeah. I know we're on a podcast, so you can't see us waving our arms around, but we oh, are. Oh, some waving, yeah. <laughs> I, I did like that, because my favorite part of Matt Smith was this <laughs> this nerd boy, enthu giddy enthusiasm he would have. And and, and Jody's definitely taken that to heart, which which yeah. I really like. That's, I think, my favorite part of the 11th. Hey, let me just ask, uh, you know, looking for series arcs, it sounds like the, oh God, what are their names? The uh, Thagerians, their home planet was destroyed. Any guesses who did it? I, would, I thought that when they brought it up, I thought they were going to say something about it, but then they yeah. didn't. And so I, I was like, well, why didn't they lay that down? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, because is it the Stenza? Because it's weird. We got that mention of the Stenza in the second episode, which made me think we were going to get the rtd like planting little seeds each episode but man we haven't gotten any seeds since uh, ghost monument i think no and i don't think they're gonna do it i think they're really trying more and more just to have like an an episode monster of the week thing for the whole season mm -hmm. i think that's where we're, we're gonna see more of that yeah yeah i mean I, what do you think? Because they've really depowered the doctor which i think they sort of had to do especially around yeah. matt smith saying when there was like a, a little brief period where, where the doctor was clearly the most awesome, smart and powerful being in the universe. And he also dressed cool and was funny. And it, 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 that's also what reminds me of William Hartnell. You know, they didn't always come in to like save the day. They were just like trying to get through the next adventure in one piece, which I'm, I'm also kind of getting a sense of that with this, which I like. But I really want the doctor to save the day. You know, maybe it's childish, but, you know, the doctor at the end of the day is the hero. She helps people. And here she just says she's going to help. We've had a lot of episodes where she says she's going to help and then she can't quite put it together, which... Uh, I'd like to remind you that in the very first episode of Unearthly Child, the doctor actually picked up a rock and was about to put a caveman out of his misery. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get that. Just, just yeah. bring that up. Just bring yeah. that up. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the weird thing. There's this great theme of, like, change is good, which it is, mm -hmm. but sometimes they seem to be just determined to, like, erase everything that happened in Doctor Who prior to 1966, which I think is a little odd, at least storytelling-wise. I don't know. Character-wise, she's a very unheartful Doctor. So that's that's she's the one piece that doesn't fit into that grand theory. True. true. She even said, though, in this episode, I'm too nice. This is what happens when I'm too nice. It's like yeah. she's aware of that. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I hope. Good point. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's if it's because she's a woman, they they want to like sort of keep her. I don't know, like because she's also apologizing too. I'm I might be reading into it, but you know, Jodie Whittaker has this like great awesomeness to her, and I really want her to like have the big hero moment where she saves the day. And she kind of got it in the Saranga connection. She kind of got it in Woman to Fell the Earth. But it seems like most of the episodes, she just kind of like, you know, makes it to the finish line. She doesn't actually solve anything, you know, which is yeah. which is weird. I, I don't know what's going on there. What are you No, guys? I agree. Because, I, I mean, I remember saying that last week that, mm-hmm. I mean, this week they didn't, there wasn't really a, an alien bad guy. So, yeah. but every other week. They always get away. They always get away. This yeah. week, there wasn't one to get away. And the bad guy, he did get away. He yeah. Just did. I, he, he just got to do, he killed his brother, basically, and he got away. Yeah, I, I kept yeah. wanting some of them. Like, maybe he didn't want his brother to die. He didn't think his brother was going to die. He could have said no at the last minute. Anything like yeah. that better. Yeah, that would have been, yeah, that would have been so much satisfying. But, yeah, that's just a weird... I don't know what it is, like a blind spot in in general storytelling. Like, you know, she she never, yeah, the, the bad guys always get away with it, which is weird. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, you know, as far as, like, the way that he's handling history, I, I do like it, but I, I understand what you're saying. You want to see that heroic moment. And it might be, you know, something to the effect of how they handled it more in, like, Baker's error. I, I mean, Baker's error... You would have historic um, like moments in history, and I'm going back to the towns of Wenchang, where it was history, but you you found out uh, through like the storytelling that it was going to be much worse had the doctor not done something. Yeah. It may have like turned out the way it turned out, but at the same time, it could have been much, much, much worse. Yeah, I'm not They're sure not, how much. He's not to blame for the bad thing happening. Yeah, he, he yeah. was there to make it not as bad. I mean, even like in Peter Davis's, um, you know, there was an episode where he basically was in, um, um, responsible for the uh, London fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> visitation, yeah. Yeah, the visitation. Uh, um, you know, it could have been much worse because it could have been a terrible invasion. But, yeah, there was the fire of London and, yeah, right. m- most of London burnt down. Yeah. But it could have been much worse because we would have been subjugated by the terraleptals. So... I mean, and that's maybe the like you know way to handle history for oh, moving forward. But I, I think right now, so far, it has been interesting to see that like you know history is the biggest baddie so far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think recent history it's a lot trickier. Like I, I'm not sure how many more times they can go to the big historical event where they have to be very bummed out that they can't get involved because you know. It's a TV show. The doctor has to get involved, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't even know if we, oh no, we do have some more historical things. We got a, we got a, was it like witch, we got a witch trial with uh, King James the First playing by Alan Cumming, which sounds more like an old school new who, where it's not a specific historical event. It's something where, thank God, the, you know, the doctor and her gang can actually get involved and help out, you know? It's more wiggle room, yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks. Although, man, if you're if you're looking for someone to accuse of being a witch, I'm I'm worried for uh, the 13th Doctor. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> that might be one of those ones where Jody will actually be um, indisposed for parts. Yeah, and plus, if she mentions that she was married to James's predecessor, she's just going to get in more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, anyways, let's go. Uh, I know what 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 was your favorite thing about this episode? Um, I you know it. I thought it was really beautiful. The yeah, the scenery nice. they filmed in Spain and it was oh it was gorgeous and yeah it was kind of interesting because the horses that they were riding um are Pasifinos which are known from to be from Spain. My mom and I were talking about that and it was just. <laughs> Um, you know, the little things that you notice, because we were like, did they really film in Pakistan? You don't, or, you know, or India or, but um, they sure know how to make places you believe wherever you are. I don't know yeah. their topography. Yeah. So I was like, sure, this is totally what Pakistan looks like. <laughs> um, but I thought it was beautiful. I thought the sound, the the soundtrack, the music was so beautiful. Um, yeah. Did you catch that end credit song? The, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, that was very clever. Yeah. Very smart. Very beautiful. Tyler, how about you? Um, I I'm almost ready to just say ditto on all all the like on those all those um aspects because it was to me cinematically beautiful to look at. Um, I I thought the characters themselves did like a fantastic job. I, I mean, you loved the characters you loved and you hated the characters you hated. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, even though you knew. You kind of knew what the story was halfway through. Um, yeah. But it still, like, you know, kept you riveted. I just, emotionally, it was it was gut-wrenching to see. And yeah. I think that was the most, like, jarring part of the story is that, you know, here, it, it's, like I said before, it's like an immersive moment of putting you in that, that um, place and time. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely true. Doctor Who has never looked better than it looks right now. I actually had two favorite moments. One we, we touched on earlier, that scene where Graham tells Prem he's a good man, knowing that yeah. Prem's going to die. Oh, God. That, that was Just like a Prem. great moment, but it was also a fucking terrible moment because it yeah. broke your heart. Yeah, but I, yeah. I mean, overall, I wanted, I hate to say, uh, call me a masochist, I wanted more moments like those. It seemed to play it safe for a lot of it, but... Uh, uh, the other one, though, I, you know, it's just all these wonderful little Jody moments. There's one moment where she's it's right after they got off the cart and she's telling them to go. And Yaz, like, says she's going to help out inside. And Jody Whitaker just makes a face at Yaz. It's like the perfect. My friend is being so annoying. Yes, yes. The uh, podcast yeah. listeners can't see, but Renee just made the face. It's the, it's the yeah. perfect, perfect face. And, uh, you know, and that's, the, you know, one of the things Jody excels at. She just. Every tiny little moment where she does something, it's such a smart, funny, specific choice. And yeah, that's just one of her real strengths as an actor, I think. Anyways, least favorite things, least favorite. Come on, join me in the toxic fanboy stew. What was your least favorite thing? Come to the dark side. I will agree that I didn't, um, with Tyler, that you knew what was going to happen, like right away. Like halfway through, I turned and was like, well, we know Manish killed the holy man. You know, it was is a little bit um uh not formulaic but you just you knew what was going to happen yeah so that's sometimes a bummer but yeah even though weird, i knew yeah there was a weird moment where 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 pren was going out to talk to them and the doctor offers to go too which was doubly weird because nobody remarked upon it because she's the one who's like we can't mess around we can't mess around and they don't make a bigger thing of like she's really trying to mess around there like yeah i don't know what to make of that moment but uh Anyways, Tyler, how about you? Least favorite? Uh, all right. Well, you know, I, I'm going to hold to the same complaint I had about last week's episode is that uh-huh. there's there's just not enough science fiction in my science fiction. 
Mm. Um, you know, Chimno has these great moments with characters and story and moments where you like, you know, are where it pulls at your heartstrings. But, you know, the biggest thing I, I look for in science fiction is like that suspension of disbelief. And, you know, there's pacing in the story and there's like, you know, parts where you just say, well, why didn't they just do this? Or why didn't that just happen? And you, you start looking at like, you know, the plot and thinking this, this kind of some like holes here. And, and yeah. we, we, you know, as fans, we don't want to like have to pick at them, but, and I love Dr. You know, desperately, but at the same time, it's like, man, like these story plot holes are just like, you know, they're starting to bug me. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree totally. Uh, for me, yeah, it's, it's hard because like every scene works, but it's more just sort of the global, the way they hold together. Like, I, I think, you know, there's that old canard about like, uh, you, you get it a lot in story meetings of like, oh, can you make them more likable? Can you make them more likable? Like these characters can't be made any more likable but they right. can be made a hell of a lot more interesting, you know? I want them to stop being nice and start getting real, to quote another TV show. <laughs> another very different TV show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I we're mean, six, oh, sorry, I'm you got for, No, I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm looking forward to, like, you know, as much as I love every single one of them, I'm looking forward to, like, Ryan making a mistake that's going to, like, really get the TARDIS crew in, in some, like, you know, serious trouble. Yeah. I'm looking for a Yaz to, like, you know, I was looking for Yaz to do something that was actually going to cause some major, like, difficulty and major challenges for the rest of the crew to overcome. Yeah, That's, she really goes along with the, the let's let my grandma's husband die really easily, you know? Yeah, exactly. I wanted a little more resistance there, you know? Yeah, you mentioned yeah. Father's Day, and I was like, yeah, I was waiting for that Father's Day moment where she just, like, screws something up, and it, like... Yeah ruins the timeline and that's you know <laughs> that's really yeah. gonna be a problem it really seems like the chibnall version of father's day is like 10 minutes long rose says thanks for showing me my dad let's get back in the tardis before we do something bad you know yeah it's like okay he died well let's go bye yeah i'm sad now let's yeah go. yeah uh okay i don't know what's going forward what so far what would you say is your favorite episode of the series i like the Two historical ones, I think. Oh, so nice. far. I okay. mean, I, Rosa was amazing, and so was this one. I mean, they both had their quirks that I, I there was definitely things about both of them that I didn't like, but, mm -hmm. um, and I totally agree with Tyler that I wish there was a bit more sci fi, you know, <laughs> that the aliens yeah. were a bit more, yes. I don't know, yes. cool. I don't know. The very dangerous aliens are just here to watch. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's a twist, but it's like, the twist we thought was going to be interesting is far less interesting, which is... Well, yeah, and I don't watch Doctor Who um, expecting it to be an M. Night Shyamalan movie. I yeah. I don't ex I don't need right. there to be some complete 180, you know, twist where I'm like, wait, which way is up? I don't understand. I, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm okay with there being differences and changes and stuff, but I don't need that every week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. when, like... When like a big obstacle turns out to be no obstacle at all, that seems kind of like lazy storytelling, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I looked at Doctor Who to like you know for that suspension of belief, but I want you to earn my suspension of belief, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Tyler. What, what's what's your favorite so far? Uh, let's see. I'd have to say my favorite is still the the historic ones. I, I mean, yeah. Chris travels better through 
time than he does space, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> True. Although, I don't know. I'm, I know I'm very unusual with this. I know Rosa is probably a better episode just because that was such a tough needle to thread. But as far as my gut, I'm probably the only guy. My favorite is the Ghost Monument because that was one that told a complete story. They were not a team at the beginning, but they learned they're stronger together and they're a team at the end. You know, that really cohered and formed an actual complete story in a way that none of the other episodes have, to my opinion. So maybe that's me just taking my grand theory and choosing the episode that best fits it. But but <laughs> God, I really like the Ghost Monument, you know? Yeah. Okay. I know that Ben is, uh, when Ben listens to that, he's going to be like screaming in his chair because he hated the Ghost Monument. Oh, did he? Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I like the Ghost Monument. My my, it started falling short for me when, it like it's supposed to be this deadly planet, but it wasn't that deadly, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything is supposed to be here to kill me, and then, I mean, the worst baddie on the planet were like you know toilet paper flying around yeah, the cloths. Yeah, what I said the Harry Potter scarves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> flying toilet paper is what I call it. With them. a little bit of Dementor, though. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they stressed you got to travel during the day, which I think was was part of it. But you know, a good point, a valid point. Anyways, though, moving forward, I I I, I maybe I may be critical, but I always have hope. I'm uh, you know, Me too. it's a show about hope. Well, next they keep week, coming back. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Next week, her blam looks good because. So far, the best villain I think we've had is the the Chris Noth kind of Trump, but not. And next week, we're getting the superstore that's kind of Walmart and Amazon, but not. So, so <laughs> I'm hoping you know. The, I'm hoping he he will be willing to make that just just a a bit. If he makes it a tenth as evil as the real Amazon slash Walmart, we we should be in for some fun. And it looks like. Uh, the doctor might save the day. She makes a speech about saving the day. Maybe she'll make the speech and then nothing happens. But, you know, we got to live in hope, you know? Oh, yeah. that's one thing I forgot. Um, I was thinking when we were watching uh, this episode that her wedding speech, uh -huh. I was like, oh, my God, how many people are going to have that wedding speech at their weddings? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, here, I, was like, I, I didn't I I write it down verbatim. People, so I'm going to write that one down just in case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's like I said, every scene is great. It's just yeah. together. Yeah. They're not, and they, yeah, and they always you know. And yeah, I wish they go. Scenes looking for a story. Yeah. 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 The, the writing is. It's there. It's just not co cohesive. You know, it's yeah. just these little blobs. Mm -hmm. Which it you know, clips. yeah. Sometimes happens with new showrunners or new doctors too. Like you know, it took a while for Tennant to snap into focus. It took a little while for Eccleston to. Oh my God, it took forever for uh, uh, Peter Capaldi. Like uh, yeah, they they were yeah they were enamored of the let's make him a jerk again for a long time. You know yeah, I forgot uh, the first season of Capaldi. Yeah, I I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, it just it was yeah, it was weird, but it. Ended up great, although I hate to say it kind of, I think that also really hurt the viewing figures because once you lose the viewers, it's really hard to get them back. Yeah. I don't think that's happening here, but yeah. I'm, no, I'm but hoping. I think that's why they're playing it safe. They probably lost quite a bit with Peter yeah. and, uh, you know, they need to make it up. And they think that just having a woman that big of a change has brought a lot on board, but they don't want yeah. to scare them away. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. And hey, if, if, if they... If they help Doctor Who survive for another 50 years, I'm all bound for it. But, you know, Mr. Chibnall, I know you must listen to the podcast. <laughs> you can stop playing it safe. Take some chances. <laughs> Doctor Who, 
<laughs> is about is about beautiful failures as much as it is great episodes. Yeah, these three experts, uh, so say we all. Yes, so say we all. <laughs> Anyways, we will see you here next week for Kablam. Thanks for listening. Check right. out our other podcasts on iTunes and all podcast apps. And check out our site, thegrandgeekgathering.com, for articles, videos, and more. You can stay updated from our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we stream on Twitch. So come and join the gathering. Have a great week, and GGG. GGG! G-G.